What's happening, everybody? On today's show, Auburn officially announces Peyton Thorne as their starting quarterback. But what does it mean for Robbie Ashford? We'll let you know what Hugh Freeze had to say. Also, a little crossover action with Zach Blackerby of Locked on Auburn. And some more SEC fall camp tidbits. Could Ole Miss be getting closer to naming a starting quarterback? Locked on SEC starts right now. You are Locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. It's great to have you guys along. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network covering your team every day. All right, let's jump into it as the big news coming out of yesterday as Peyton Thorne officially announced as Auburn's starting quarterback for the 2023 season. QB1. Hugh Freeze confirmed those reports. Now, there were reports that came out Thursday morning that Peyton Thorne was going to be QB1. Later that day, when Hugh Freeze met with the media, uh, he expressed disappointment in the leak that came out. He said only four people knew about the news. He said, I didn't even tell the rest of the staff. So, look, he was annoyed. Uh, But in this day and age with Twitter and Everything else, nobody keeps their mouth shut. I mean, this guy tells this guy. Suddenly, he tells somebody from, I don't know, ESPN, 24-7 Sports, you know, whatever. Any of the national outlets, somebody finds out, they're going to run with it. So, um, uh, in fact, I think ESPN was the first to have it. But, nonetheless, uh, Hugh Freeze, you got to deal with it. It's not exactly the most, like, well-kept secret. Come on, it would have been the upset of all upset had Robbie Ashford (laughs) beaten out Peyton Thorne. But anyway, Hugh Freeze makes it official, names Peyton Thorne as Auburn's starting quarterback for their season opener against UMass coming up on September 2nd. Hugh Freeze saying the reason Peyton is getting the nod is the leadership ability and understanding of the offense. And he's been in some really good battles, and it just seems like he was more efficient in decision-making to this point. Not that the others were terrible by any means. It was not a slam dunk. I hope everyone will handle it right. It was evident from the minute Peyton Thorne got on campus that, you know, he was the favorite for this job. Uh, Hugh Freeze said he's immersed himself into every aspect of the offense. He said, quote, the guy's in here all the time. I can't get rid of him. He wants to know all the ins and outs about everything, and he's a pro at it, knowing how to prepare, and that gives you a comfort level where you feel like he has the right mindset and understanding of the game plan. Thorne uh, committed to Auburn back on May 5th, so you know, he went through all of spring ball with Michigan State. Uh, he was originally in the class of 2019, spent four seasons at Michigan State. Two seasons ago, he threw 27 passes. Uh, it was a single-season Michigan State record, and the Spartans went 11-2 that year. Won a New Year's Six Bowl. He completed 60% of his passes that year, over 3,200 yards, most production of his career. And last year, they took a big step backwards. Uh, they were just 5-7 and seven last year. Thorne completed 62% of his passes, but this time just 2,600 yards. That's you know, about 600 yards less than the year prior. And touchdown total went down from 27 down to 19. And interception total went up to 11. So, 
look, it was not a great year for Peyton Thorne, and obviously Michigan State, uh, they wanted to go a different direction, but Hugh Freeze jumps in, and obviously he didn't like what he saw out of his quarterbacks throughout the spring. Remember, T.J. Finley was still on the roster, along with Robbie Ashford, who you know eventually became the starter last year when Finley got banged up, and Holden Gariner, the young quarterback who's been on the roster. Now, uh, Hugh Freeze did say that the redshirt freshman Holden Gariner will also get some reps with the second team. He said Holden is the most natural passer out of all of them, truthfully. So while Robbie Ashford is the backup quarterback, per se, Holden Gariner, they want to make sure they get him some second team reps as well. Now, Robbie Ashford, he will come into this season as the backup quarterback. Started the final nine games of last year, and it was a mixed effort, obviously, very impressive with his feet, the way he runs, finished the year with 1,600 passing yards, but 700 rushing yards and seven rushing touchdowns. Hugh Freeze telling the media yesterday, Robbie, he will always have a package. If he handles all of this the right way, he will always have a package because he has an element to us that's just a little different. He said, I believe with all my heart, Robbie Ashford gives us an absolute better chance to win the game if he accepts this news and continues to work and develop himself because he might be the most freakish athlete I've ever had at quarterback. I've been saying this. Look, even if Peyton Thorne becomes a starter at Auburn, which he has, I kept saying, Robbie Ashford's too talented to not play some. you got to have some packages for him. And so uh, I like that Hugh Free said that, but look, in this day and age of the transfer portal, you know, being what it is, a lot of guys get the wandering eye. The minute they don't, you know, they're not the starter, they start looking elsewhere. Where else can I go? It's a little late in the game for that now here, uh, heading into the third week of August. So I think that you know, that might be a little bit difficult for right now. So you got to think Robbie Ashford's at least going to stay put. But we'll see what his role is. And if he's not happy as the season goes along, he may hit the portal and be on the move next offseason. But for now, at least it seems like he is committed to this team and will be part of it. And like Hugh Free said, hopefully he buys into that role because, I mean, couldn't you see it? Peyton Thorne leads the offense down the field. They get in the red zone. Here comes Robbie Ashford with some designed runs. Uh, it will make defenses have to respect it and have to respond. Now, Auburn finished 119th nationally last year in their passing offense, just 172 yards per game. Uh, improving the passing game was a priority for Hugh Freeze and Philip Montgomery. Like we said, Peyton Thorne coming into his fifth season of college football. Very productive there at Michigan State. And Auburn has shuffled through quarterbacks throughout the years. You had Bo Nix, who's now, ironically, a Heisman Trophy candidate up at Oregon. Uh, and then, you know, T.J. Finley. And it's just kind of been a mess since. But to me, the bigger story to watch for Auburn is going to be that wide receiving core. Uh, they've run through a bunch of different rotations here throughout spring. And trying to figure out who is going to be the, you know, our go-to top three guys. Nick Mardner, we know they're very high on, senior transfer. Uh, Jay Fair was getting a good look, uh, the sophomore who came in last year, as well as Amari Kelly. Those, you know, some of the first-team unit the other day at practice, that was the first-team unit. Like, that's crazy when you consider they've got Shane Hooks, who they brought in, Jair Shorter through the portal, Caleb Burton from Ohio State. And you got Coy Moore hanging around, Javaris Johnson, Camden Brown, uh, Malcolm Johnson, Jackson Billings, I mean, they, they've, they've got a lot of names at wide receiver. It's just who are going to be those top three. 
Now, we know Rivaldo Fairweather very likely to be the starting tight end. Uh, that part's figured out. And then the running backs. We know Jarquez Hunter is going to be running back one. Then you got Brian Batty, Damari Alston, Sean Jackson, Jeremiah Cobb. You, you got some nice pieces all up and down that offense, but it's going to be on Hugh Freeze and company to decide who is going to be um, – Know, who's going to be those go-to wide receivers? It's been a while since Auburn's had, you know, that big-time, um, you know, balance of big-time receivers. Wide receiver one, wide receiver two, wide receiver three, and you can spread it spread it all around. Um, they had it probably about three, four years ago, but um, they're going to have to get Peyton Thorne some weapons. And if they do, if some of these guys rise to the occasion and step up, Auburn may be ahead of schedule and may surprise some folks with some wins this year. Maybe winning some games they're not supposed to. But uh, anyway, congrats to uh, Peyton Thorne. And uh, for more on the decision, we're going to hear from our buddy Zach Blackerby of Locked on Auburn. A little crossover edition with him and uh, and his buddy um, uh, Daryl Daprich. We'll let you hear what those guys had to say about the Auburn competition. That's coming your way in just a second. Thank you guys so much for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. You'll hear from Zach, Zach Blackerby next. But first, this episode is presented to you by our friends over at eBay Motors. We've been telling you guys, for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. And it's the same when it comes to your car. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you're looking for parts and accessories, head on over to eBay Motors. Uh, with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits just right the first time around. You go to their website. You add your ride to the My Garage section, and then you look for the green check mark. That's going to let you know that the part that you are picking will fit your vehicle or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence the name of the game when you shop at eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts to choose from, you're going to be back in the game in no time. It is easy to bring home that win when the right parts are guaranteed. So go get the right parts, get the right fit, and get the right prices over there at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Peyton Thorne will be Auburn's starting quarterback, at least for game one. As we see it, it sounds like the announcement came earlier this week in a conversation that happened with Hugh Freeze in the quarterback room. And now moving forward, uh, I guess the remainder of fall camp slash preparing for the season Peyton Thorne will get some reps with the ones. I'm sure Robbie will still get some reps as well. Of course, some packages designed for Robbie Ashford, but this is kind of what we saw coming over the last few weeks. Yeah, it, it is expected, but I want to make sure that we understand, everyone understands the reason why it's expected is not that there wasn't a true competition. I believe there was, sure. and I truly believe that Robbie Ashford was in this thing all along. I think that why I'm not surprised or why we could read the tea leaves and see the writing on the wall I think other than how the Zach Calzada situation got screwed up last year, yeah. when you go out and get a guy that has started at the Power 5 level for two years in Big Ten country, you don't bring him in to sit. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm not saying that it was a foregone conclusion. I'm just saying, in my opinion, Peyton Thorne would have had to really mess up to lose this job. And I think Robbie had to come – and elevate and raise the bar to close the gap. I think he did. I think Robbie Ashford's gotten better. Sure. I hope and pray that Robbie Ashford handles this the right way because I think he's too valuable to this team. I still think 
As others have said, there's packages uh, to be had for Robbie Ashford to get on the field. And look, if he handles this correctly, Zach, it's my opinion that the way Auburn and you freeze and Phil Montgomery could use Robbie Ashford, he could still get double digits in touchdowns. But what does this sure. mean for Peyton Thorne? It's a guy that's, you know, by all accounts has led since he's got here on and off the field. I think that having that experience is invaluable. Let's just throw it out there. When's the last time Auburn had a quarterback that came back after playing two full years at the Power Five level? That was Bo Nix. Yeah. I mean, Bo Nix junior year. And the COVID year, you kind of consider that like a year and a half. But Remember how good everybody felt going into the year in 2021, even though there was a new coaching staff, because we had a quarterback that was going on year three. Thorne hasn't been at Auburn for three years, but he's been playing major college football. This will be year three yeah. that he's doing that. I, I think that's got to be something to hang your hat on and, and make Auburn fans feel a little more comfortable going into the season. A third-year starter is a big, big deal. Yes. I mean, when we saw that, with Stidham, right? He didn't start the full year at Baylor before he, you know, went to the JUCO route and then eventually came back to Auburn. But I mean, we've seen what that type of experience at the quarterback position has led to. It's just hard to get a guy that started, you know, going on his third season. That's a rare thing to do because it's hard to start so early at power five level of football because uh, there's always going to be guys in front of you. That's just how programs are run. But you know, this is the guy that, I mean, it seemed like as soon as he entered the portal, Hugh Freeze made it very clear that he wanted Peyton Thorne. And this is what it looks like. Now, you bring him in, and look, I think Peyton Thorne was pushed by Robbie, which is great. You know, I think Holden Gurner also was involved at some points throughout fall camp. And I think we talked about it. Competition's great. And I think Peyton Thorne may have been pushed a little bit more than he maybe thought he would have been coming in. I don't know that. He hasn't said that. I'm just kind of reading between the lines here and giving props to Robbie Ashford. So now as far as what we should expect with Peyton Thorne, he will start against UMass. And I guess we don't know everything. Like, you know, if, if Auburn's up 28 nothing against UMass, which they probably should be, you know, do they give Robbie a big chunk of the second half? Does that then go to Holden Gurner because Robbie's going to be the packages guy and he's going to have his role regardless of who's in at quarterback? I guess that's kind of the next layer of this onion that we've got to peel back. And I mean, we can speculate all we want, but that may just be a game plan thing, Daryl. It could be. I, I suspect that Thorne will get stuck with a little bit longer than most first string quarterbacks only because of the unknown. He came here in the spring I think Auburn and, and the coaching staff really wants to see game action. He came here after the spring, you mean? Yes, after the spring, yes. And so he wasn't here last year. He wasn't here during A-Day. So game reps and what you see, what you have, I think he stays in longer than maybe perhaps mo most first-string quarterbacks do because they really want to get a taste and a feel for what they have. And I think from a package standpoint, you're not going to wait like you normally do with a traditional second-string quarterback to get Robbie Ashford in a game. It could happen on Series 1 in the right scenario. It could happen the second series of the game. Auburn gets a turnover, takes over at the 30, boom, Robbie Ashford. So I think it's going to be untraditional. I think they stick with Thorne longer because they want to see what they have. And I think Robbie Ashford enters the game earlier than a second-string quarterback might. And yeah. also, U Freeze has gone on record. He's got a history. He's got a tradition of, okay, 
from game to game, he names a starter. This doesn't mean Thorne's the starter for the year. He is just the starter for game one. So he's going to have to incorporate Robbie to push Thorne, to see if there's a gap, to make sure Thorne's doing what he's supposed to do. You don't want a guy looking over your shoulder, but I just think it's going to be from a game to game for a while. And the only way to figure out what you have is maybe to let Thorne play a little bit longer. Yeah, I do think that's a little tricky because you got UMass, and then the next thing on your schedule is you go across the country to play Cal in a Power 5 matchup. And I just don't know if you'd make that switch then. I think you'd have to be pretty... I think it'd have to be pretty egregious, right? I think Thorne would right. really have to drop the ball. I think you would have to probably make that switch if you were going to, which I'm not predicting this happening, but if you were going to make that switch, you probably have to do it after Cal going into Sanford. It's just my guess. Right. And the only way that happens, I don't think that'll happen either. I'm just saying from a game-to-game -game standpoint, publicly, that's what he's going to say. The only way that happens is if it's a disastrous first start for Thorne and Robbie yeah, yeah. Ashford comes in and lights it up, then you have a big decision to make. But I agree. You don't want to start playing musical chairs at quarterback. That's why I think the, the right way to handle this is to let them coexist and mesh in certain circumstances. Uh, if Robbie Ashford buys in to knowing that he's going to be able to put points on the board in, in certain packages, it's going to get touchdowns. I mean, he may have more – he may be second. I've heard some of your other guests predict that he may be second on the team in rushing yards or – well, that would be phenomenal. So I, it's all about how the coaching staff tries to use him, and then more importantly, how he responds to that and how he lets himself be used, in my opinion. Going along here, locked on SEC, and we got uh, more stuff to get into. It wasn't just Auburn making the big news yesterday. Some other stuff going on around at some other SEC fall camps. So figured we'd jump into that. So let's do it. Let's dive in. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the Around the conference. And we start over at Ole Miss, as we know that offense is always going to be good when Lane Kiffin has his hand dipped into it. Of course, they bring back running back Quinshawn Judkins, one of the best running backs in the country. And they bring back a good bit of their offensive line. Bring back a lot, but they got to figure out who their starting quarterback is. Jackson Dart, of course, was the starter all last year, but they did bring in Oklahoma State transfer Spencer Sanders this offseason. Off season. According to reports, they have been in a very, very tough battle. And Cornell Lane Kiffin, he still doesn't know who's going to win the job. It is uh, it's the third week of August here, and Lane Kiffin doesn't know who Ole Miss's quarterback is going to be. Here's what Kiffin said yesterday. It sounds weird for me to say this because I'm the guy who should know, but I don't know. It is challenging. Both guys do really good things and have played a lot. End of the year at USC, this is Jackson's third year starting games. And Spencer, he started as many as anybody in the country coming over from Oklahoma State. Kiffin said it's challenging, but it is an awesome obstacle to have. So whoever will be the starting quarterback at Ole Miss, obviously going to be set up for great success with the system that they run. Uh, Lane Kiffin said, uh, we are coming together on defense. We're limiting explosive plays, which sometimes in camp was an issue. Defensively, we have so many new guys coming in. These new guys come in and have a lot of experience. That's helped out. 
feel very good with the competition at a lot of spots. I just keep saying I still think they're a year off. Pete Golding, I think, will bring in some some interesting schemes and some nice uh, adjustments for the Ole Miss defense. But I, I still don't think they have the the players. It's nothing against the guys they have on the roster. I just don't think uh, they have that elite talent. Now, Pete Golding's recruiting very well. And uh, we'll see a bunch of guys come in in that 2024 class. And I think Pete Golding will really start building this thing for the future. But uh, Centurion Perkins, obviously the big guy to watch. He's gotten a lot of attention there defensively. So um, we'll see. I, I think Ole Miss has a chance to be somewhat improved defensively, but how much better? Granted, they looked better at the start of last year, and then it was a big jumbled mess down the backstretch of last season. If the defense plays well, Ole Miss will win, win more games this year than maybe people think they will. All right, uh, other notes around the conference. Over at Arkansas, Dan Enos coming in as their offensive coordinator under Sam Pittman. And Enos talking with the media on Thursday said he's a big believer in quarterback K.J. Jefferson. Enos saying that uh, it's Jefferson's ability and his potential that excites him. He said, what a really, really smart player. He's obviously talented, as everybody in here knows. But, I mean, he's off the charts as far as the intellectual standpoint, as far as understanding football. He said, every day I think he's growing. I think he's got a ceiling that I don't think he's even come close to reaching yet. So I'm very excited for him this year and on into the future. So Danny knows taking over for Kendall Bryles as Arkansas's new offensive coordinator. And he's an experienced play caller. He's had a lot of stops throughout the years, including at Alabama. Was at Arkansas as their OC back in 2015 to 2017. And this will be KJ's third season as Arkansas starting quarterback. Throwing for 5,800 yards, 48 touchdowns in his career. And um, Arkansas has not made the postseason in three straight years since 2014 through 2016. Arkansas has reached back-to-back bowl games under K.J. Jefferson as the starter. They will open the season against Western Carolina coming up on September 3rd. Over at Mizzou, they have revealed their team captains for the start of the season. They include quarterback Brady Cook, running back Cody Schrader, offensive lineman Javon Foster, and on the defense, it's D-lineman Darius Robinson, friend of the show, linebacker Chad Bailey, and linebacker Tyron Hopper. Uh, Cook, Foster, Bailey, and Robinson were all captains last year. Schrader and Hopper uh, both transferred to Mizzou last season and became important members of the crew as the year went along. Schrader finished last year with... Almost 750 rushing yards and nine touchdowns uh, coming over from Truman State. Now, Hopper had 74 tackles, three sacks, and a pick last year coming over from Florida. So the Tigers, they will kick off their season in just under two weeks. Two weeks from yesterday, they will kick off against South Dakota on August 31st, home game. And, uh, look, it's not the toughest opponent, but I like that they play on the Thursday night. We get to see Mizzou a little bit early against South Dakota, and then later that night we'll get to see Florida out at Utah. So it'll be a nice little primer there to kick off week one after we see Vanderbilt play Hawaii in week zero. All right, other stuff going on around the conference over at Georgia. We heard from linebacker Jalen Walker talking to the media this week, and he talked about knowing he needs to step up into a more leadership role this year as 
guys in the past have. He pointed to himself, Jamin Dumas Johnson, and cornerback Kamari Lassiter. Guys, it's guys who can all step up. Obviously, Nolan Smith was kind of the vocal leader on the team last year. He's now in the NFL. But uh, Jalen Walker saying, I have to get that energy to the linebacker room. Along with Jamin Dumas Johnson, he brings the energy for us. And Kamari, Kamari Lassiter as well in the secondary. Dumas Johnson looking to build off last season where he had 70 tackles and four sacks. Uh, Walker had nine tackles and a sack last year, kind of behind Nolan Smith. Played a lot on special teams. And so Georgia defense, it just reloads, man. They don't ever rebuild. It's just reload. Who's next man up? That's who's going. And they just keep coming at you. So be interested to see how good this Georgia defense can be this season. Over at Alabama, ESPN's Football Power Index, they have released uh, a bunch of stats on different teams and doing their game-by-game -game predictions, and they did all 12 games for Alabama's season schedule. The model has the Crimson Tide favored in every game this year. Two games are closer than others. Alabama has just under a 75% chance to beat Texas and LSU, according to the FBI. Both those games will be played at home in Tuscaloosa, which is advantage Crimson Tide. Alabama's toughest road game on their schedule per FPI will be against Texas A&M, and the FPI gives them a 79% chance of winning that game. So here's how it goes. Uh, week one against Middle Tennessee, 98.9% .9 chance to win that one. Week two against Texas, 73%. Against South Florida, 97%. Ole Miss, 86 Mississippi State, 87 AM dips down to 79. First Arkansas, 91%. How about Tennessee? 84% chance to get revenge on Tennessee after their win over the tide a year ago. And then the backstretch of the season, like we said, 72% chance to beat LSU. 84% chance to win at Kentucky. 99% chance against Chattanooga. And 88% at Auburn in the Iron Bowl. The FPI also gives Alabama a 15% chance of going undefeated this season. Uh, its chances to win the national championship sit at 18%. And they're one of two SEC teams, Georgia being the other one, with a greater than 50% chance of making the college football playoff. Alabama will open the season against Middle Tennessee State. Uh, with kickoff at 6.30 Central on September 2nd. So, look, it's it's pretty crazy. I mean, like, wouldn't the odds be higher than that? If they're hev this heavily favored in every one of those games, wouldn't the odds for Alabama to uh, go undefeated be higher than 15%? Like, I don't know. It just seems like it's more like a 25 to 30% chance with being so heavily favored. I mean, their closest odds are 73% chance to beat Texas in a – 72% chance to beat LSU. Like, what are we doing here? All right, there you have it. That is the latest news going on around the conference. Thank you guys so much for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. And shout out to our everydayers. Keep coming back and checking us out all next week. We are getting into it, man. We are almost into the thick of it of having to, uh, you know, uh, get into breaking everything down with we're getting into getting ever so closer to that week zero game with Hawaii and Vanderbilt. In fact, we'll get one of our friends from Vanderbilt on next week to preview that game and talk a little bit about their construction going on there in Nashville. They um, will have limited capacity. Uh, I know people joke uh, Vanderbilt has trouble filling the stands as it is with their fans, but the limited capacity there this season with the construction going on. So, uh, 
we'll get into a little bit of that next week, and it, it'll be officially game week, man. SEC football will be played next week. It's Vandy. I get it. It's only one game, but we will uh, have SEC football. So it's exciting time, exciting to uh, talk with you guys, and uh, we will do it all next week. Make sure you subscribe to Locked on SEC. Make sure you're checking us out, uh, the, either the podcast form on Apple iTunes and Spotify or Check out the video version on YouTube. If you guys only listen to the audio version, please encourage you to go check out our YouTube page. We're getting ever so closer to uh, 4,000 subscriptions, and uh, we should top that right before the start of football season. So give us a like, subscribe, and, uh, of course, we're here for you every day talking all things SEC football. I'm Chris Gordy. This has been Locked on SEC. You guys have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week.